This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back here on Inside Black and Gold. We are going through one more 53-man roster projection. We have until Tuesday to kind of fine-tune this. We have one more preseason game to go, but we're going to hit the defense now. We're going to start on defensive line, which to me, we don't really have to talk about that much because I think it's the most straightforward position in terms of there are nine players here that I'm keeping. I think... There's zero players there that have a chance to miss the roster, barring injury. You know, Isaiah Foskey is probably the biggest question mark, but he's a guy you're not cutting. He's a second-round pick. Regardless, you know, he might not even get on the field in the regular season. Uh, He might be inactive on game days. Uh, Based on what we've seen thus far, I don't know how many defensive ends you want to keep, but the fifth one is a big question mark. And, uh, you know, I, I actually feel really good about the four guys above him in terms of what they've done. Um, and the only, the only guy, so let's just go through the list for anyone listening. So it's Cam Jordan, Peyton Turner, Carl Granderson, Tano Pasnio, Isaiah Foskey, your five defensive ends. And then Malcolm Roach, Colin Saunders, who I learned his nickname is Binky, which is a reference to the show Arthur. Cause he looks like Binky from Arthur. Okay. And then Nathan Shepard and Brian Brzee, all nine of those guys are locks in my opinion. And I, I don't think you're keeping 10. No list looking solid. Uh, Nico Lalo's obviously had a huge game that might get him some attention elsewhere kind of deal, but still not enough to, to end up forcing your way into this roster. Uh, uh, when you look at it, uh, definitely a lot stronger than I expected going into the year, I guess. Foskey, yes, a big question. We've seen very slight glimmers of hope, but yeah, they're not they're not cutting bait on a second-round draft pick just yet. He hasn't been that awful, for crying out loud. No, 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 no. Um, and I just, he's not going to get playing time. You know, I think Tano is going to back up Cam and Peyton and Carl are going to rotate in at the right defensive end position. And I feel really good about it. Nico Lalos is a guy who I could see making the roster if maybe he's just played so well that you're like, we just got to find a way to keep him. Like, it would be a shame to not keep him around if you can find the numbers. And again, we talked about it. Like, maybe if you cut, you only keep five wide receivers instead of six. Because you really want a guy like Nico on the roster. I don't know. Went to the same high school as LeBron James. You know, maybe we can get LeBron to show up at a game. That, that, that would be worth it in and of itself. But, you know, I, I did one of the guys that I think, you know, we haven't we haven't talked about enough in terms of he said a really good camp. He said a really good camp is Peyton Turner. You know, it, it, if Carl wasn't also playing very well, I think he, he would be a lock 
in terms of you would feel really good about getting him in there on the starting line. I still feel really good about that rotation. And one of the reasons is you've seen him just get better and better because he's been available, because he's practiced. And this is what uh, Peyton had to say on that when I talked to him uh, yesterday. Peyton, one of the things that stood out to me for you throughout this camp is you've been here every day. It seems like the health is really on your side this year. How has that kind of helped you just get into the flow of things a little better this offseason? Uh, I mean, I've talked about it earlier this offseason, just having that routine. Um, I feel like I've got a good routine of taking care of my body, taking care of what needs to be taken care of for me to go out there and feel good at practice and then for me to go out there and feel good at game day. So as far as me being healthy, just giving me the opportunity to go out here and actually work on my craft rather than worry about ah, my, you know, ah, my oblique, like, ah, I, don't, I don't really know if I can really do this rep today. You know, I don't know if I can do this rep today. And then, you know, being able to go out there and trust my body on game day because I've been able to do it throughout all the practice, I think it's just helped me have success on the field. I think I've been, I've been hard on Peyton in terms of, you know, I don't think that he's necessarily struggled in terms of his ability. It's been, has he been available to do the work, right? The, the, the parts of the game that aren't easy. Like, I think he's always wanted to play. He's always been an energetic guy when he's on the field. But what about in practice, right? What about at the points where you're getting better? That's where we haven't seen him. And, you know, 20 days of practice, he has been at every single practice. And to me, that's, that's a sign of a guy who's maturing. And also, like, you know, sometimes you can't control health. But I think there's an element of Cam Jordan that has rubbed off on him because, you know, if you're if you're in the same locker room as Cam Jordan, there's going to be a standard you are compared to that is not easy to reach. And, uh, you know, you don't have to get to the craziness of a Cam Jordan in terms of durability. But, you know, good luck. Uh, right. You're not you know, the, the curve is ruined. There is the curve is completely squashed for you. You are either showing up or you're not uh, across from Cam. So, uh, you know, I'm, hopefully this is a sign of things to come for him. Yeah, Peyton Turner, definitely a guy. When you talk to him, you feel that confidence this year that wasn't maybe there in the past. Loved seeing him the other day at practice, too. Letting loose a little. You saw him showing off the dance moves, uh, you know, moving around after he made a big play. Just goes with that whole thing of, you know, being healthy, having that confidence in your role, and and being a solid performer. Him and Carl Granderson on that other side of Cam Jordan, can't wait to see it come the regular season because, yeah, right now in the practices in the preseason, things have looked really good there and anticipating big sack numbers from, you know, both those guys to contribute. Hopefully, I'm just saying Carl Granderson and Peyton Turner combined should have double-digit sacks. Yeah, and he, he, I think he batted down a ball. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. But and then he, I, don't, I think he was hoping, like, other people would join in. But he ended up being, <laughs> like, this solo, and he was just over there, like, just kind of, like, pumping his arms, like, slowly for, like – 30 seconds. It yeah, was exactly. He so just kept long. going. They didn't care. It was the only one at the dance party. <laughs> but no, and, and like one thing about Peyton that, you know, you kind of forget about until he's standing there next to you is like, he is huge. He's a big dude. Like we talk about how big Marcus Davenport was like, he is just as big. Uh, and uh, like, uh, it's not hard to understand why the saints were drawn to him as a prospect. <laughs> Cause I mean, he's quick off the line. He's it's huge. We saw what he did against the, the chargers and that kind of, he set him up with the outside move and the power move. And then he cut inside and he was able to get that ball out and force that fumble. Brazil picked it up, you know? And so, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, and we can move on, but I, you know, I've been kind of saying pump the brakes on this guy for a while it's, it's so much about health with him, I think. Uh, and so hopefully we can see more of those flashes this year. And hopefully he can play, you know, he's played 10 games over two seasons, right? Can that be 12 this year? Like, I don't, I don't need perfection. I don't need 17. Uh, I need I need a majority. No, so I admit Peyton Turner would have been one of those early season 
takes before we get into things that I've been wrong on because I was ready to toss him aside just because, to me, seeing him be a healthy inactive on game days, well, that was a problem, and I, I didn't think that maybe the guy had the heart enough for it, but you clearly see that right now, and I'm glad I was wrong. All right, let's move on to linebackers. And this is one where, you know, I think DeMario being healthy uh, changes the equation here because I think you didn't start looking at linebackers until he got hurt, until he had the calf injury that kept him out for a couple weeks. And I think that's when you when you brought in Jalen Smith and you were looking at Anthony Barr, uh, it's because, again, we talk about the rookies. You talk about trusting a rookie in week one of their rookie season, and I just don't think you want to do it. And I consider DeMarco Jackson to be effectively a rookie. Um, he was hurt all last year. He, he had part of the offseason, but not much of it. Um, and I just don't think you would have been in a position where week one, you'd be like, oh, he's our starting Mike linebacker. And so you brought in Jalen. Um, now, I like Jalen. I think Jalen showed well in that week two preseason game. And I have him on my roster here. But, you know, one of the things that Dennis Allen said this week that I agree with completely is if you're going to keep Jalen Smith on this roster, he's going to have to play special teams. He has few under 300 special team snaps in his NFL career in six years. For perspective, Andrew Dowell last mm. year alone had more than 400 special team snaps. So, like, he's going to have to do it, and he's going to have to want to do it. Then that's the biggest question. You cannot keep a veteran around as a depth linebacker who does not play special teams. Can't happen. It cannot happen. And I've been getting into it. People on Twitter have been like, wow, well, that would be the biggest Saints move ever. Like special teams. Special teams matters. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it to people. Um, but I'm keeping him now. And I think you're going to see like, okay, let's watch on Sunday and see how he kind of handles those reps. Is he able to make an impact? Is he putting out the effort? Because if he's not, then I'm putting Anthony Orgy right back on this line. And it killed me to take him off because he's been my guy since day one. But I just, I, I like Jalen. Um and I think Nephi Sewell is, makes more sense as the will. I think he covers better. Uh, so if you're going to keep a backup will, that's who it has to be. Um, and Anthony is, has been working exclusively at the will linebacker spot. He's not going to be a Mike linebacker, um, at least not this year. So I think you're, the linebackers you're keeping, you're keeping six. And it is Demario Davis, Pete Werner, Zach Bond. I know. Zach Vaughn, DeMarco Jackson, Nephi Sewell, Jalen Smith right now. Why do you think Jalen Smith hasn't been very active at special teams throughout his career? Because he's been the starting linebacker. DeMario Davis doesn't play special teams. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I guess it's just surprising that, I mean, even later on, like even with the Giants last year, he really didn't do much on special teams, huh? That was one of his bigger <laughs> years at special teams. I think he had like okay. 80 snaps. But yeah, I mean, he's, you know, Pete Werner does play special teams, but, you know, I, I think, you know, when Dallas brought him in, they brought him in as a guy who was coming off major knee injuries. They weren't sure if he was ever going to play again, right. let alone be a starting linebacker. And he was able to buck that and play very well. He's been healthy, but I think probably early in his career, which is when you would have expected him to play the bulk of his special teams, they didn't want to overload him on snaps because, you know, he redshirted effectively that first season. He didn't play because he was coming back from that injury. He was a second-round pick. So that's probably why he just hasn't done a lot of it. That doesn't mean he won't do it. That doesn't mean he can't do it. It just means he hasn't. So in order for him to make this roster, he has to prove that he is not a liability on special teams, that he's going to be willing to put in the work and that he can do the work. And like I think like when I posted that, I tweeted that, and like just, just to be clear here, like if he can't play special teams, he's not making this roster. And people are like, wow, that would be the dumbest move ever. He's the best linebacker of all time. That's why... Yeah. 
he was a free agent until 10 days ago and 31 other teams didn't sign him. I yeah. do like what Jalen Smith brings to the squad, though. Yeah, I didn't realize his, his special team snaps were so limited. I, I think he can. It's something he can do. Yeah, the, I guess the bigger question is, there, is there going to be the willingness? And from hearing him speak, totally sounds like that, you know, team kind of guy and wants realizes where he is at in his career. And I, I just think that he will be that fit and end up contributing on special teams. Like you said, he's going to have to. Yeah, like, and again, I'm not saying he won't or can't. I'm saying he's he has in the past, right? And in in and so to me, it's like if you're keeping him on the roster, that's going to be the biggest determining factor. It's not whether he can start at linebacker because you're not keeping him to start at linebacker. You are keeping him as depth, and if he does have to start, then then you're fine. You feel okay with that. But again, your depth has to play special teams. They have to do it. And so that's why, you know, I think that's part of the reason you see a lot of veterans kind of waited out, right? Because they're, you know, like a, a Dalvin Cook is not signing somewhere where they're like, yeah, we need you to play special teams, Dalvin, <laughs> right? Has, like, has anybody even signed Anthony Barr? I don't think so. I know he was meeting with the Giants, but then they signed Isaiah Simmons. Uh, they traded for Isaiah Simmons, a seventh round pick. So, you know, yeah, I don't I'm pretty know. pretty sure but, Barr is still on the market. Yeah. But no, I still like Anthony Orgy, and, and like he's a guy who takes pride in special teams work, right? And that's you know one of the reasons you might keep a UDFA over a veteran is because you know that's just what they do, and they 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 make they make teams by working hard at those kind of dirty work areas. Um, Ryan Connolly's another guy I have in bold, and is you know I, I actually thought Ryan Connolly had a chance to make this roster just straight up. Now he's dealing with that knee injury; it's expected to keep him out a while. He might be a guy you stash on IR. Um, but either way, that's a bummer for him because I think he's played pretty well. Then Ty Summers and Nick Anderson are the other two. Uh, I know people are going to be like, well, why not Nick Anderson? Well, if you go and you look at the snap counts from that week two game, there was one defensive player, just one, who was active and did not play a single defensive snap, and it was Nick Anderson. In a game where you had like 30 guys inactive, in a game where he played, he was in on 12 special team snaps, but even that's a really small number. He did not even, you can't even say like, Oh, they were just getting him a lot of special teams work. No, he got 12 snaps to me and he wasn't hurt. Not dealing with any injuries as far as I know. So to me, that's just a, an indicator that he, I don't know if he's even a candidate for the practice squad at this point. Yeah. When you're not even getting any run in that second preseason game, that's a big concern for sure. I even asked you, I was like, wait a minute. Was was Keith Kirkwood even dressed for that game? But you know, because I I was concerned. I was like, I don't think I even remember him being targeted. But yeah, like you you said, he wasn't even dressed for that matchup. And I, um, just because I you know had been tracking with Keith to make the roster, and I was like, well, if he's not even getting a sniff of anything in the second preseason game, that's not a good thing. But obviously, not being active for that game is a sure sign uh, for me, at least, that you know they they're pretty high on. Kirkwood right. at least for now, but with Anderson, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you're not going to see playing time in the preseason. Then when? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
<laughs> yeah, right. There's some nuance there, right? Like Nick Nick played and didn't get a snap, and that's a bad thing. Keith didn't play, <laughs> and that's a, and good, that's a good thing, <laughs> right? Because that means like he's in that group of like we don't need to see any more out of him. We've seen enough, <laughs> right? If you if you still felt like you needed to see stuff from Keith, you would have him active, and he would be like, you know, like because the, you know you're you're going to players and. And I think if you're Keith and you're like, well, if I'm not active, then I better be making this team because this is a chance for me to not only put stuff on tape for you, but to put stuff on tape for everybody else. Exactly. Uh, and so, like, yeah, like one of the reasons I feel very comfortable putting Keith Kirkwood on my roster is because he didn't play in that game. And it's kind of weird, but that's kind of, yeah, there's, there's nuance involved. All right, let's, let's keep going. We've been on this for a while, so I want to kind of get through it. You know, this is another one, you know, that, this this doesn't have any bolded names. There probably <laughs> could be a couple, but I feel very confident about the 10 defensive backs I have on here. I've not made a single change in any, my last two roster projections. I think you are keeping a cornerback, Marshawn Lattimore, Paulson Adebo, Alante Taylor, Bradley Roby, and you feel good about it. At DB, kind of just that, that you know, maybe slot corner, whatever, you're keeping Ugo Amadi, Lonnie Johnson Jr., and you feel good about it. Both guys have had interceptions this preseason. Both guys can have cross versatility. They can play safety. They can play, uh, I think, Lonnie, you probably have him outside. I think Ugo, you would have in the nickel. He's probably your backup nickel. And then at safety, you have Tyron Matthew, Marcus May are your starters. Jordan Howden is a rookie that you feel really good about, and he's your depth. You know, Marcus May might get suspended. I think that's probably who would take that those reps. And then you have JT Gray, who's a special teams ace, and there's no way he's missing that roster. That's 10 defensive backs, and I feel like that position is nailed. I think that is what's gonna what it's going to be. Uh, it's so amazing to hear from a guy like Bobby Bear talk about how this is the deepest group of cornerbacks he's seen in the history of the New Orleans Saints. That says a lot. You're talking about a guy like Ugo Amati, uh, got to speak with him a little bit and asked him, like, what's your goal? What do you want to put on tape this final preseason game? And I was surprised to say his number one thing is he wants to get in the end zone. So this dude's not even thinking about just picking off a pass. He wants to bring it to the house. I agree with that. And so if you're watching this on YouTube, you see some numbers here that haven't been updated. Again, there's some maintenance I need to do on this list, uh, but the the rest of it has been updated. Um, Anthony so Johnson's two- come alive the past couple practices. Yes. And so there's two players who I think have a chance to make this roster. And, 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 you know, I don't know how good of a chance, but there's still, to me, there, there's still some hope there in Isaac Yadam. He had an interception against the chargers. He's just really solid. Like, I think he's a guy who you're going to try to get on the practice squad. I would love to keep him around. If you can keep, if you can find space for 11 defensive backs, I would love to keep Isaac Yadam. I think he's been excellent. Um, And then Anthony Johnson Jr., a guy who I think earlier in the week I was saying, you know, he's kind of fallen off a little bit. I felt really good about him. And then he kind of disappeared. He had that one really just, just brain dead play to late in the game against the Chargers where he kind of just did nothing and allowed a 36 yard reception on fourth and 20, 23 or whatever it was. Uh, But, you know, the last two days, he's got two interceptions. He had a couple really nice plays today. He hits hard. He's big. Um, Another guy that I think is a premium special teams candidate, like a priority. Uh, And those are the two guys who I think, you know, if maybe a a guy like Lonnie Johnson kind of falls off, if he makes some bonehead plays, if he gets hurt and kind of hurts his stock there, and maybe you have to end up putting him on IR or something, uh, I think Anthony Johnson would be that guy. But you know, Smoke Monday, Jonathan Abram, Troy Fry Jr., Adrian Fry. I find a, I, I just don't see it. Yeah, I'm sorry with the, another, Jonathan Abram, another former Raider. Sorry, bye bye. 
Yeah, he just hasn't done enough. Troy Pride is a guy I actually thought had a really good start and has fallen off pretty dramatically. Um, you know, I, I I still like him. I still think he's got some upside, but I don't think he's a candidate to really compete for this roster. Um, Adrian Fry has just been struggling since day one. And, uh, you know, he's learning. He's a rookie. Yeah. And then Smoke. I know a lot of people like Smoke. I think he's probably going to stick around the practice squad, but, you know, I, I, I don't, I, there's nothing I've seen that makes me just like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you got to keep him. Yeah, out of all those out on the cut list, uh, Yadam, Yadam, what's what's the pronu- correct pronunciation? I go with Yadam. Yadam, he's definitely been more of the standout we've seen. But like like I said, Johnson's had a good couple of practices after that goof in the Chargers game. Yeah. All right. So let's go to special teams, which, I, you know, I don't think it's particularly complicated. <laughs> Will Lutz has done enough to keep that job. He's getting traded. Blake Gillikin has done enough <laughs> to keep that job. But yeah, so th- there was a report from Peter King that, you know, we talked about this in the last podcast, but I think, you know, it, it was about the sa- the Broncos potentially trading a sixth round pick for Blake Groupie. But like, that's weird to me. It almost like if so, if I'm Sean Payton, wouldn't I rather have Will Lutz? Like why if I'm trading for a guy and the Saints say we feel confident in Blake Groupie, you guys should want him. It's like, well, if you feel confident in Blake Groupie, you then you keep him, keep him. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you think he's worth us trading for, why don't you keep him and we'll trade you a fifth rounder for Will Lutz? The guy I'm I know, Sean right. Payton, and that's a no-brainer. If I'm considering trading a pick for a UDFA that I don't know, I've never spoken to, I'm just taking the word of Darren Rizzi, why would I not be like, yeah, okay, I'm calling your bluff. You keep Blake, I'm trading for Will. And I don't know why that hasn't been brought up at all. But if the Saints are not willing to trade Will to keep Blake, then if I'm the Broncos, why would I feel confident to trade for Blake? You know, so I don't know. Like, that's not something that I've heard reported. I'm not, it's not coming off anything. I'm not reporting that. Right. But like, just common sense to me, if I'm Sean Payton and I want a kicker I can trust, why would it not be Will Lutz? Yeah, like like you're saying, Sean knows Will Lutz, knows what he's capable of, someone he has spoken to, and might be worth giving up a draft pick for, whereas Blake Groupie is an unproven, undrafted rookie that Peyton's never been around. He's struggling, obviously, in Denver with his own kickers that he's brought in. I, I could see it a fit if the Saints end up you know, having to cut Groupie, but as, as to trade for him, yeah, that one made no sense to me and kind of was a head-scratcher. Yeah, and, and I just don't I don't understand. Like, I think Blake Groupie has been fine. I think he's been good. But has he been good enough that he, that the Broncos are going to be, like, sight unseen? Like, yeah, I want that. I, I, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of kickers, right? Like, go get Rodrigo <laughs> Blankenship. Like, there's guys who have done it. And for some reason, it's Blake Groupie that they're desperately wanting. I know maybe they're trying to do the Will Lutz thing, right? That's what the Saints did with Will Lutz is they went and traded – for like, well, did they trade for him? I think they might have just taken him on waivers from the from the Ravens. They got really good reviews, but the Ravens weren't trading Justin Tucker, right? Like that was not even a consideration. Would the Saints trade Will Lutz? I don't know. But if I'm Sean, I'm, that's the question I'm asking. And either way, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I have Blake Groupie and Will Lutz bolded, and that's why I don't think Blake Groupie is going to beat out Will Lutz. And that's kind of why I'm making this clear. But I do think there is a possibility that Blake Groupie is the kicker for the Saints because the Broncos really want Will Lutz and they're willing to pay for it. 
And it's like, I, I mean, how bad do they want him, right? Like, if they wanted him, and it's like, will you trade us a fourth rounder? I would I take just, that. I just laughed that you just got back from a West Coast road trip, got to be on the team bus and everything. Never were questioned by security. Let, yet a guy like Blake Groupie, they're looking at him five foot seven. It's like, whoa, 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 hold on. I don't know if you belong here. <laughs> what are you talking about? I get questioned by security everywhere I go. <laughs> no one confuses me for an NFL football player. Let me be clear with you. <laughs> well, you're definitely bigger than Groupie, though. That is true. That is true. That is true. Yeah, I mean, if, if we stood next to each other and I said, like, he, I'm the kicker. He's a he's a wannabe. Uh, he's, maybe, he's maybe the media win. member, or he's yeah. the high schooler. Even <laughs> yeah, he's 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 my shadow for the day. I'm I'm the kicker. He's just trying to see what it's like. No, I don't ask me to kick a field goal. <laughs> maybe the same. Uh, I tried to keep it low. I know if I tried being a field goal kicker too, it would be laughable. Yeah, I agree. I think I, I would laugh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then Lou Headley, you know, I, I don't, I, you know, I think he's been fine. I think he had a couple of nice, nice kicks the other day, but I don't think he's, uh, he's going to beat out Blake. It, it's so hard. You know, you go in every off season and be like, yeah, there's competition. Let's see how it goes. But then you kind of see it play out. And it's just like, I know what that guy can do. I've seen it. Like, why would I sacrifice a known commodity to go with a question mark? And, and if a guy has never played in an NFL game, he is a question mark. I don't care how good he looks in the preseason. You don't know how that's going to re- how he's going to react when the lights get bright and you have to make that clutch kick at the end of a game. You just don't know. And yeah, I was going to say you didn't even get into long snapper because you didn't even have competition. Once once that you have would. a long snapper that works. Yeah, you, you hold on to him. He's, it's, you know, you, you never let him go. He's gonna be there for the for his career. You know, there's only 32 of them. You can they make a solid a living. Guy. You don't get hit. No, yeah, you make. Yeah, I, I don't even know how much you make, but you make enough to live comfortably. I'll tell you that. Yeah, for sure. There's 32 of those jobs in the NFL, and once you get one, I feel like you sink your claws into it and you never let it go. And no, the same thing with the teams. That's something you definitely don't hear, like a, these rotating long snappers, unless. When you start finding out their names and know too much about them, then there's usually the problem. <laughs> yes, yeah, and they recently, they gave Blake an extension or right. uh, Zach an extension, um, and you're gonna. And then I think Lux talked about it, right? Yeah, there's there's apparently there's a 32 man long snapper group text that I would love to uh, get a look at. Some interesting stuff there. Yeah, it's kind of like me. I currently am on a group text that I've actively been ignoring. And, uh, well, actually I did look at it, but as of yesterday, there was 70 unread text messages. I'm like, I don't want this. Get me out of here. Get (laughs) me out of the group. Help me. Yeah. Uh, I, I have too many group texts, but all right. I think that's it. Anything else you want to, you want to hit before we go? Uh, no, just hoping to see uh, a pretty clean game on Sunday in the finale. Uh, and obviously everyone talks about it all the time. Definitely. The injury bug. P- please stay away from this team as we head into the regular season. It's been pretty decent this season. Uh, I'll say that you know things haven't piled up and and been to where it's been crippling this team at least. Yeah, I mean, like there's been injuries, but there's been no major injuries where a star player has gone down and you're already trying to figure it out, right? Like, yeah, the biggest like, scare like, I thought was was hearing Demario getting imaging, and it was like, <gasps> what does that mean? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and Marshawn with the knee, um, you know, stuff like that, but nothing that you're like, wow, what are we going to do now? Do they have to go sign somebody because you they got to so trade so something, right? Out. 
Yeah, so hopefully they can keep avoiding that. And hopefully this is the year where you just get even reasonable luck on that front. And I think that would change so much. Um, Amen. But all right, that's it. This is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. We went through the entire 53-man roster projection, and we're going to be wrong. So let's just find out how bad we are wrong. If you haven't subscribed yet, do that. I've said that like six times. I've repeated it. But again, because you should do that. If you haven't subscribed yet, do that. Check us out on YouTube at WWL Sports. The latest content. And then make make your friends subscribe too. Bug them about it. Your cats, you know, on their paw phone. (laughs) Um, You used to call me on my shell phone. Where was I? Where are we going? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen to Sports Talk. Steve's going to be on there. Uh, we'll be both be on there 4 to 8 p.m. on Friday. We only have a couple of those shows left. And then we will hand it off to Mike Haas and Deuce McAllister and run away laughing. Um, yes, we will get into some Houston Texans talk on Friday show. Yes. We'll have the voice of the Texans, Mark Vandermeer, joining us. And also uh, former Saint John Stinchcomb, who also calls, t- uh, you know, is the color analyst for the television preseason games. There you go. All right. Check that out. Anyway, this has been fun. Who dat? Go Saints. Eat chicken. No, that's that's Chick-fil-A. Sorry. What wow, we got a new endorsement. I was all excited. I wish. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace.